This is a Squiz podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Tuesday, the 25th of January. In your sport today, more amazing finishes in the NFL. Australia's Winter Olympics team is named. The Matildas remain perfect. And the club cricketer that's gone viral. This is your sport today. We're heading to the US straight away because yesterday the NFL delivered two of the greatest playoff games ever. The uh, LA Rams beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 30-27 and then the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Buffalo Bills 42-36 to in overtime. Gabs, they're just the scores. Tell us what made these games so great if you've finally settled down. Well, firstly, luckily I'm here. I'm stunned that my neighbours did not call the cops. I was <laughs> shouting so much yesterday. Uh, let's start with this Rams-Buccaneers game. This one looked like another classic comeback from veteran quarterback Tom Brady. Now, he's the guy that many believe to be the best player ever. He's, of course, won seven Super Bowls. His Bucks they were down 27-3 to in the third quarter, but he he got them right back into it and made it 27 all with just a minute left. The Rams, they had made heaps of errors in the fourth quarter, but when it mattered most, they went down the field and kicked the winning field goal just as time expired. And that was the third time it happened in that round. Then it was a matchup of two of the best young quarterbacks in the league. That's Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs and Josh Allen, who plays for the Bills. In the final two minutes, the lead changed three times times, Fez, as both quarterbacks pulled off amazing play after amazing play. And then with just 13 seconds to go, Mahomes, he marched his side all the way downfield to get the game-tying field goal. And then in overtime, he threw the touchdown pass to win them the game. Call the police. Gabs is losing it. Uh, It's been called one of the greatest, if not the greatest, NFL game ever. But Gabs, there are many who are saying the NFL needs to change their overtime rules because Allen didn't even get a chance to touch the ball in OT. So how overtime works in the NFL is there's a coin toss before it starts and the winner can choose to receive the ball from the kickoff. And that's a major advantage because if a team scores a touchdown on their first possession, then the game is over. The main issue from fans, though, is that for the other team not to be allowed the chance to score, in this case it was the Bills and Allen, it really just does come down to the coin toss, and they think that's not really fair on that team. Uh, Yeah, we'll have to wait and see about that rule change in the offseason. It does mean the two championship games are set for next weekend. It'll be the Cincinnati Bengals playing the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, and in the NFC, it's the San Francisco 49ers against the Rams. The winners of those two games go on to the Super Bowl. To the Australian Open now, where Australia's Alex Dimonor was knocked out yesterday by Italian rising star Yannick Sinner in straight sets. Uh, but Gabs, day eight belonged to a French woman that broke a very, very long drought. Yeah, she sure did. And that would be Alize Cornet. She beat former world number one Simona Hallett to reach her first Grand Slam quarterfinal. And this was in her 63rd major tournament. She got really close back in 2009 when she had two match points in the Australian Open, but she couldn't get the win on that occasion. Fast forward 13 years and 52 Grand Slams later, and she has finally made it to the final eight. I gotta say, it was pretty hard not to get emotional 
watching her break down in tears after she won the match, and she said that it felt amazing. She'll now play Danielle Collins in the quarters, and their side of the draw has really opened up after the shock loss of world number two, Arena Sabalenka, last night. Yeah, another big seed goes down. She lost to Kaya Kanepi. Uh, plenty of Aussies to watch out for today. Dylan Orcott is on at 11 a.m. The special K's, Nick Kyrgios and Tanasi Kokonakis, they're on court in the men's doubles this afternoon. And then tonight, it's Ash Barty against Jessica Pagula from 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. We're less than two weeks out from the Winter Olympics in Beijing. It's kind of crept up on us a little bit. But yesterday, the Australian team was named and Gabs, there's a record number of female athletes. Oh, you better believe it, Fez. Australia is sending 44 athletes to Beijing and 23 of those are women. Now, I whipped out the calculator a bit earlier and that's (laughs) 52.3% of the team, which is the highest ever by an Aussie team at the Winter Olympics, just ahead of the 51.7% that went to the 2014 Games in Sochi. And Fez, that makes it two Olympic Games in a row now with record female representation. Australia's Tokyo Olympics team had the highest ratio of female athletes as well with 53.8%. Yeah, the games officially kick off on February 4, so not long to go now. Uh, We'll have you covered for everything on the Beijing Winter Games when it rolls around. Can't give away too much just yet, but stay tuned for that. Uh, Today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. At which Winter Olympics did Australia send their biggest team? Help us out with this one, Gabs. Uh, I also can't give too much away, Fez, but what I will say is that it happened this century. This century, uh, find out the answer at the end of the show. Let's talk some football now because the Matildas won again last night to make it two from two at the Women's Asian Cup. Yeah, they did. Look, it wasn't 18-0 like their first game, but the Aussies are still top of Group B after a 4-0 win over the Philippines. This was a much tougher game, and it's probably because the Philippines are coached by former Matildas boss Alan Stajic, so he does know the Matildas players quite well. There are actually no goals in the first half of this one, but that did change five minutes into the second half when Sam Kerr scored her sixth goal of the tournament, and that really did get the Aussies going. Yep, and then Emily Van Egmont and Mary Fowler uh, also scored in the second half, and it was also a Philippines' own goal. Uh, That means the Matildas are through to the quarters with one game left to play, and that game is against Thailand on Friday morning. Switching to cricket now, uh, last night, former Zimbabwe captain Brendan Taylor shared on social media he faces a multi-year ban after he was blackmailed into fixing matches. Uh, Gabs, break this one down for us. Yeah, right. So last night, Taylor tweeted how back in 2019, he'd had dinner with an Indian businessman to discuss cricket in Zimbabwe. But then the next day, Taylor was shown a video of him taking cocaine from the night before and told that he had to fix international matches or else the video would be released to the public. He was given a $15,000 down payment and took it just so he could get out of India, but he couldn't go through with it, Fez. So four months later, he reported the incident to the International Cricket Council, and he says he now faces a multi-year ban, and at 35 years old, that could be the end of his international career. Yeah, Taylor has played nearly 300 games for Zimbabwe, but he said the match-fixing incident has put him at rock bottom. Uh, He said he's entering drug rehab today to get clean and to get his life back on track. Uh, I've included his tweet in the episode notes. 
There's been a video doing the rounds on social media that's gone viral. It's from the weekend of a club cricketer losing it when a catch goes down. Uh, those of you who have played cricket can relate to this guy. Gabs, I know you and I can. Absolutely. Fez, I just had to do a double take to make <laughs> sure this was not a video of me back in the day absolutely baking my teammates. So this one happened in a Victoria Premier Cricket second grade match between the Camberwell Magpies and Kingston Hawthorne in Melbourne. The viral video is of Magpies batter Chris Thulis getting dropped in the 23rd over and got to tell you, the bowler was not happy. (laughs) You can hear him yelling, no, every week after the catch goes down and there's the thing was the score was one for 297 and Thulis, well, he was already on 236. If there is any small consolation, Thulis was out the next ball, but by that stage, he'd already hit 24s and 24 sixes. 236 in the 23rd over. That's unbelievable. Uh, we can laugh about it now, Gabs, but as a player who used to regularly drop catches, I can tell you it's probably not very funny at the time. Uh, look, there's a link in the episode notes for you to check out this video. Let's finish today's show with the answer to today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. At which Winter Olympics did Australia send their biggest team? Gabs, when was it? Yeah, it was this century back in Sochi 2014. Eight years ago, your lucky number, Fez. Eight is my lucky number. You're correct about that. And you're also correct about Sochi 2014. Australia sent a team of 60 there. Uh, All right, that's us done today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really, really appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow on Australia Day. So we'll catch you then. 